it's so interesting for me in in travel in daily life here in New York City. It's like when I smile, people are cause sometimes are confused by it, especially white counterparts. Um, they're like, wait, why are you so happy? Almost, it's as if this I'm supposed to be let down by the system and feel down, and like I should never be happier than you. Welcome back to Necessary Baggage, the place to go for what you really need to know about travel. We're your hosts, Nairi. And I'm Casey. And uh, this, is a, this is a special episode to me. Um, I was really, I'm surprised I didn't drop like half, like one Denzel teardrop. The thug tear. Just, I was, <laughs> you know, this has got to be a thug tear because right. we're talking about this me, one. right? Um, but we're talking to two men, two black men who hold very special places in my heart. My brother, my blood brother, Noel, and a brother-like friend of mine, Thomas. Um, and the topic of today's episode is Black Boy Joy. Yeah, and we talk about everything from representation in media, representing themselves through social media, masculinity, um, and hashtag Black Boy Joy and what it means to them. And how that kind of all intertwines with this movement in travel and in the ways that that empowers the idea and preservation of Black Boy Joy, right? Yeah. Yeah. This this is a this is a really important episode, y'all. So I would encourage you before you get to listen, get your you know your list ready of who you're gonna share it with. Um, black men and women alike need to hear it. This this episode means a lot to me. Yeah. So as always, um, tune in, subscribe, share with your friends, and also follow us on Instagram at Necessary Baggage. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. Today is um, it's a personal episode for me. Um, our guest today, one is like a brother, and the other I actually um, came out the same womb as. So I guess that means he's family. Um, I think that's what that means. I think so, right? That's what they keep telling me, that we related or whatever. But um, say hi, fellas. Wow, thanks for that warm reception. Wow. <laughs> This is, this is stupendous. Just really. say hi. Hi. <laughs> Thomas. Hi, Thomas here. <laughs> we have Thomas and Noel here. Um, and we are chatting about hashtag black boy joy, yeah. which is essentially a term that came about, I feel like, in the midst of when everything in headlines was just about how black men were continuously dying at the hands of authorities. Mm-hmm. And it kind of provided a relief from that within social media by showing examples of black men living carefree and happily, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, right? I love it. I feel like it's a nice um, partner to black girl magic. Right, sure. exactly. Would you guys say that's an accurate depiction of the, Absolutely. the term? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean to you specifically? Um, to me, it's just it's just what uh, Casey mentioned being the sister or brother to Black Girl Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
it's showing the world that we as black men um, can still encompass that boyhood joy that we all had at one Mm. point in life. Life and society makes us hard. So if we can still keep uh, that youthfulness, the the joy before we knew what life would Mm. be like as black men, um, why not show it to other people? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about you? <laughs> when I think about it, I always thought about like specific to the hashtag, you know, like Black Boy George. So at first, I always thought about like Instagram pictures, you mm-hmm. know, like sunny day, you know, big smiles, mm-hmm. bright colors. Um, and so for me, it was like, and it's great. It is great. But I guess when you asked, I guess it's really thinking about like, um, showing affection as mm-hmm. black men and kind of like Thomas said like kind of inner boyhood happiness and like yeah you said it's like the counter to black girl magic so if like the idea is like despite what black girls go through mm-hmm. to overcome that and then be happy with themselves at the end of the day that's like that's the black girl magic so I guess black boy joy is like that despite what you go through at the end of the day to come back to the origin which is happy that's the black boy joy. So, I guess so preserving like, those like special moments despite the environment or atmosphere or obstacles, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really being able to showcase it, um, like without unapologetically. Yeah, yeah. showcase un- unapologetically. I love that. Um, so when you aren't traveling, what are some ways that you guys embody or celebrate black boy joy? I like to surround myself with uh, other black young professionals. Um, Mm. It means a lot to me, having grown up in New York City, but in a predominantly white neighborhood and predominantly white friends. um, As an adult, I've found... I found black boy joy in surrounding myself with other black people who are Mm. are doing it. Like, they're just doing whatever they're doing. I have friends who are attorneys, doctors, uh, investors, um, nonprofit workers, teachers, all those things, and they're just like... To me, that's joy, being in a, a space, even if it's someone's living room, if it's on a couch at the Central Park, being surrounded by black people who are, are doing it, who are not letting the system bring them down, take away any sort of joy they have, not letting New York City beat them down. I, I'm a native, and I think I'm one in few who grew born and raised in New York City, and it's a tough city to live in, a tough city to, to thrive in, and I'm fortunate enough to live in the pocket of Harlem that I do, and I've surrounded myself with people who are doing it yeah yeah Yeah. i love that because it's all encompassing you guys definitely hit two different perspectives yeah Yeah. um but that's dope that's definitely i I think what's shared is um just celebrating you know like celebrating things that to other demographics might be (laughs) why you laugh yeah (laughs) (laughs) to to think that other other demographics might be i don't know um, normal yeah exactly normal and like for us Maybe they should be, but taking a moment to celebrate it, that's when you can be like, mm. hashtag black boy joy. I love right. that. And I laughed a little because um, Noelle's always sort of jokingly teasing me about, I, one of my favorite life mottos is, um, you know, it's the life I deserve. So I'm always doing things that people sort of, you know, it looks really cool, it sounds really cool, and it is cool. I try to enjoy life so much because I I also struggle, the other side of me, with depression as a black man. Mm. I sometimes go into deep, deep depressions, and thankfully, the network I have, the friends I have, mm. it's like, it never lasts very long, 
And, and that's even joy to me. Like, I mm. know that, you know, I can take my day and go under the covers and say, like, I, let me just have this day because the world is too hard. I, I remember vividly the Trayvon Martin situation, and it was the yeah. probably the first time that I truly, truly felt like, oh, my God, that literally could have been me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember growing up and my mom telling me not to wear hoodies at night when I'd be in the Hamptons or, like, you know, going through Central Park. Don't take that hoodie off. Like, don't wear that. And sort of uh, dictating how I should dress so that the world could perceive me a certain way. But my white counterparts could wear whatever they wanted. Uh, And it really bothered me. So now as an adult, I, you know, I I like to wear hoodies. I think they're comfortable. It's summer, cool nights. But I also am conscious of the fact that, like, Trayvon Martin is me. You know, is any of my male friends. Um, and look what happened to him because of that. Mm. So trying to find a balance where like, yeah, I want to be comfortable, but understanding the way our society works and trying to counter that in some way, um, has been important to me. And I think perspective and I'm tying this into travel really is what helps, um, realizing that we're all one, like we all, like I have my blackness, but I can go to Costa Rica and find blackness there, Paris and find blackness, London and find blackness. Mm-hmm. And um, it's we have that shared experience even though our lives are so different. Mm. Oh. Listen. No, <laughs> 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 so, that was... Well, all right. Um, and you know, what you know, like he's talking about hoodies and Trayvon Martin. You guys keep a sweater? I did. I did. Fair so black woman. You yeah. are amazing. You are beautiful. You are appreciated. You are loved. Shout out to um, Ronald Ron Draper and oh all his God. work. I love, 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 love his art and um, his merch. Um, you guys should definitely check that out. And I think one thing I noticed about Thomas is that this is one way he definitely takes that celebration into his daily life. You know, mm. like he'll be frequently wearing the Hillman sweaters, Absolutely. the Dear Black Woman sweaters, you know. So I thought it was funny that you brought up <laughs> He didn't give me any yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all right. It's all right. I love that. Um, absolutely, that was powerful. But to, okay, so to that extent, um, there has been some opposition to this idea of Black Boy Joy. I would probably never in my life, I have never in my life and never will again in my life start a sentence this way, but Ja Rule. <laughs> Take a moment. Say it one more time for the last time. Who, who said exactly? I recall kind of like kicking off this whole like Twitter, you know, situation and and controversy because his his critique and I and I'm sure he had no idea what the hell he was talking about. But his critique was that you know you can't call a black man black boy and you know the association to slavery and the historic content and use of that word. Mm. So do you along that those that vein? Do you guys find that in embodying this carefree spirit? Um, whether that be through lifestyle or style or hair, whatever it is, that it comes sometimes in direct opposition to traditional ideas of black masculinity? Mm. Yes. Entirely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's so interesting for me in in travel, in daily life here in New York City. It's like when I smile, people are sometimes are confused by it, especially white counterparts. 
Um, they're like, wait, why are you so happy? Almost, it's as if this I'm supposed to be let down by the system and feel down, and like I should never be happier than you. Mm. Um, that that's my take on it, and, and I don't think I'm a cynical person. I think I've grown into realism and and realizing where where I fit in into society. And for me, finding Black Boy Joy, I found the hashtag through Chance the Rapper, who I I love dearly. I think he he's a gift to the to the earth, gift to black men, gift to black people. And his music speaks to that. Um, and when he did it, I, I had a moment of wondering, like, is this sort of shade in a way? Like, you know, the olden ways of, um, you know, I'm a man, don't call me a boy. Um, but then when I, I thought about it, and I, and I looked through the hashtag, I searched for hours, actually, on different um, sites at the hashtag. And it was just all happiness. That's like, you're not seeing all, all the homies in a photo where we're all looking like mean mm, mugging. Like, yeah. Actually, all those hashtags, everyone's smiling and, like, doing happy shit. Like, just being being happy. Mm-hmm. Or just being, you know, graduating. A, a sea, I saw a picture recently on the hashtag, a sea of um, Morehouse men all in their graduation garments. And that's black boy joy because the odds say we're not supposed to be there. Um, meds, doctors, black doctors in their hashtag being black boy joy and they're grown men doctors but it's joy because look how happy they are and look how they're defying all odds yeah um and all that society says they shouldn't be look what i'm doing and i'm doing it with joy that inner joy that when i was five years old i still remain with or i still have yeah yeah i think it it makes me think of a couple things like one is i remember in traveling i've definitely become privy to what um, what racial baggage and connotations and you know characteristics we have that actually don't translate, you know. And so I remember being in Costa Rica and Panama and being referred referred to as negro, you know, like and negro, uh, you know, mega, you know, and like thinking like what? Excuse you, you know, like wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then having to kind of get educated on their culture where it's not no 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 this is not a a disrespectful thing I'm saying to you, you know that's that these are some of the things ways that they refer to one another so the culture is different and when you're talking about Ja Rule and being like oh it's you know uh, uh, kind of a throwback to when we were called boy even though we were man that makes me think about some of the limitations that we that we that are still burdened on us but because of our history here Mm. you know and so and like the last thing like Thomas was saying like this ability to tap into that joyfulness, um, despite who's in the picture with you, despite what you're doing, it's actually a privilege. Um, and it's actually a privilege that other counterparts of ours get to enjoy, get to access. And it's, and it's nothing, you know, like uh, five white men smiling in a group. There's nothing abnormal about it. There's no questions, no suspect, no, no nothing, you know. And, and for us to be able to tap back into that, it's like, I don't know, it's... I feel like we have to have both parts of that conversation. You know, it's it's not that they're just happy. It's that they're happy in spite of what an expectation they should be, they should look like is. Mm. So, yeah, for me, traveling actually really helped bring that out and open it up and be like, damn, I'm just... I'm just living, but because I'm I, I'm black, you know, there's this... It's revolutionary, exactly. actually. That's what it is. Do you find that it's even, there's even more of a challenge from the experience of a homosexual black man? Uh, well, okay. Uh, more of a challenge for Black Boy Joy? 
as far as its direct opposition to what's expected as a black man? Or do you feel like it's more aligned with what's expected as a homosexual black man? So it's, it's, it's tough and challenging because, okay. Okay, so it's, it's, it's challenging in this regard that, and some people will still think this, you know, a lot of uh, characteristics or black boy joy will be subliminable with, with gay or mm. suspect or, you know, something that describes my experience, uh, or, you know, word for word. Um, but that being said, so, yeah, that's one aspect of it. Um, and it is and to know that it's not is so much to it's like knowing the easiest route is like taking two steps but being forced to go around the corner and come back to the same point you know like i know that this shouldn't be revolutionary i know that it shouldn't be crazy for black men to be in the picture together and not smile and no one call them gay mm. you know but it is you know um and so i think it's also and that actually happens across i have <clears throat> really strong um really strong feelings about masculinity and hyper masculinity and how uh, intentional it was for black and brown men and can always can always point back to the european colony that created it whatever we're going to talk about but um it's uh, yeah i guess it is yeah in that sense i guess in talking to you about this, this is probably the first time I can say, yes, I guess really that is revolutionary. Like, to know all of this, to process all of it, and then still say, fuck it, I'm going to still be happy in this moment. So Yeah, mm. and I think even what you guys were talking about earlier about, like, how you met and, like, you know, how good of friends you are and the fact that you're not both gay. Right, you know right. what I mean? It's like, I think that um, just the idea that, like, black men can, like, join together, like be friends, like, be close, like, spend so much time together and just, like, have a true brotherhood is really important. Absolutely. And I I think what ties us, actually, is that Noel is one of the happiest people, no matter what the Mm -hmm. circumstances are. I know in my life I've ever met. Um, And for me, it's important for me, with my side struggle with depression, um to have those sort of people around me that no matter what is going on and this guy has had trials and tribulations <laughs> yes. that would make me jump the bridge <laughs> and he's like it'll be alright you want to go out and dance I'm yeah. like alright break the dead <laughs> right, right. That's, I'm like, like, that's what Casey brings in necessary baggage <laughs> <laughs> like, you absolutely need those people absolutely yeah. they help keep things in perspective uh, like you know what at the end of the day I'm living right. yeah, you know but I think it's true in like both clicks for me I can say that like there are times where I know because I'm gay my voice won't carry the same weight that a straight man's will Hmm. you know what do you mean I don't think that this would be a conversation about black boy joy if every picture we saw was of you know uh, uh, like five gay guys you know Mm. or a group of gay men being happy and such and and smiling and affectionate with, with, with each other I think what we've moved into is seeing that with like heterosexual men you know and then with this bridge that we're talking about which is really like again it's like it's quote-unquote revolutionary for us but it should be so so present so common sense is the mix 
Oh, no, no, no. He's bi, he's straight, he's like, whatever. And then with, within all of that, there not be the the question of why are they all so happy? Mm-mm, they too close. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, that must be, that must be, you know, so things like that. That's what I mean, so. Oh, I guess I love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so important to it have. Is. It, it is. Really is. It is. It absolutely is. Um, so, you know, we were recently speaking with someone who runs a travel Instagram, one of the very popular ones. Um, it's a male. It's black and a broad. I know. Hey, guys. I'm like, you might as well. Hey, guys. What's you up? Heard what's up? I know. So, we were chatting with him, and um, he, we were talking about this idea of black men not being represented in this whole travel movement, um, especially via social media. Like, what do you think that's about? Do you think it's really that black men aren't traveling as much, or do you think that maybe there's something behind why it's not being represented as much on social media? We're, we're always an underrepresented group. Um, and I think while traveling, um, it, it's hard to get guys to travel together in general, I think. Um, and I find, at least in my social network, guys care less about social media. So we're not advertising it as much as women. And I, so I think women do a better job at advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, I, th- I think I do see, I know I see and meet a lot of black men who are out there. We're out there. We may not be advertising and maybe that's where there's a market to help us out, but um, we are definitely out there. So how would you guys encourage other black men to find, preserve, and protect their black boy joy? Mm. Well, I think for me, it's thinking about the things that bring you the most happiness and then being able to share that with other people. Mm. Because I think that's that was the old school mentality that they were coming up against. Okay, you can have things, but sharing things means you're vulnerable. It means you're, quote unquote, weaker in that moment. So being able to do that unapologetically with whomever is around, that is, I think that's how you build on it. That's how you, you build that muscle of, of black boy joy. Yeah, I think um, I read somewhere, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, um, confidence and in yourself and what you're doing. It can be something as simple as um, running. I, I run every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Dabble in the running. <laughs> yeah, but like doing it with a smile or just trying to... I never really believed... My grandmother's a firm believer in smiling no matter what's going on. Just smile and it can change someone's day. It can change your day. I never understood it growing up. As an adult, I now realize the power in a smile. And it's insane to me that it seems so revolutionary for a black straight man as myself to smile. Mm. But doing that, I think it attracts black girl magic and black boy joy. And having those people around you, it's life-changing. I mean, it just to make you feel a media doesn't represent us. The news doesn't represent us in, in the positive lights always. So like represent ourselves we have the day and age of social media and um so in a way i feel subconsciously it's my duty to to display what i'm doing on social media i went through a period of like i don't want to post anything i don't need anyone to see my life after a bad breakup um and after that i was like this is so dumb like i like i i do cool things i try to do cool things sometimes i do boring things or you know, just a picnic in the park, but like it can be cool. And guess what? Black people are doing this too. And mm-hmm. we're having a lot of fun doing it, drinking rosé and playing cards, mm-hmm. yeah. reading a book, you know, those sort of things. Even though it's spades. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, some things never change. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> some things never 
we gotta change. I love it. So we always end the episode with asking guests what their necessary baggage is. What is a lesson, a thing, an idea that you carry with you through your travels that has made you a better person or a savvier traveler? I remember, it's probably a motto, and this is something, it's a, it's a motto, and then it's a tool, because it's always something that you can tap into, um, especially while traveling. I was in Mexico, and I don't know, I... Yeah, so sometimes when I travel, I put up like a, a a blast on Facebook. Hey, going here? Who knows anyone in this city? And what it's produced is free stay in people's homes for weeks. Okay, with this guy. Absolutely. You should see Nairi's face right now. Oh my god! So I let it be known that she went back and made friends with these people. See, and will and will next week when she goes to Colombia because of the friends that I made. You feel better now? You want to continue? I'm continuing. Okay. (laughs) And I remember when I was in Mexico City, one of these girls was saying like a motto that she lived by was we're all here to be friends. And Take that with a grain of salt, because I did say, <laughs> now he's famous. Because <laughs> what, what I did say, it's a tool that you can access. Mm-hmm. So, what that means is anytime that you are in a new place, you have the opportunity to, to make, make a new friends. friend. It's your choice. Yeah. But anywhere you are in the world, someone will be willing to make friends with you. Yeah, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, just this weekend in the Hamptons, we were at um, Shelter Island, Sunset Beach. And these they kids so damn fancy. I, <laughs> I was at I was at Home Depot. <laughs> Adulting. Y'all better live. So live. we were seated near these kids, and they they were having fries around the fire. And I was like, Oh, these fries smell so good. It'd be nice if we had some. And they were like, They were like, Oh, of course. I thought it, they'd say, No, we can't talk to strangers. And they were like, Oh, of course. And I was like, But you aren't allowed to talk to strangers. And their response was. Well, if you're at Sunset Beach, you aren't strangers. You're family. Aww. We've never met these kids ever. And I was like, that is a perfect life model for wherever you go. Go there and with a goal almost to leave with extended family. Mm-hmm. And that's been... Um, I haven't done the hostel thing, but I have, <laughs> stayed, I have stayed in people's guest rooms. You know? <laughs> Do you, Nairi, have a necessary baggage item or... She put me on spot. I don't know. See, wait, we talking like for real, for real? Yeah. Like <laughs> what you got? What do I have? Um, girl, you go first. I don't know. I gotta think. Um, see, my necessary item this week would be mm, consistency in the same area when you're traveling. Here's what I mean. So I've been to London quite a bit. And this past time I went a few weeks ago, I decided I was just going to explore the area that interested me the most the last time I went. And so I was staying close to Shoreditch, which is my favorite area, and I did not leave it. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but now I feel like I know it in and out. I feel like I can tell people what to do there. I know all the cool restaurants, and I feel like I kind of like specialize in this area. (laughs) So I don't know. It was like a different approach than I normally take of trying to get around and do everything, and I feel really good about that. So like somewhere you frequent often mastering... Mastering an area. Yeah, I totally agree with that. 
I feel like I've been places where I spent like you know weeks or a lot of time in mm-hmm. one place, and I'm just, people are like, so you didn't do anything? And it's like, no, like you actually spent the time to get yeah. to know yeah. one that place. one. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in some place you see yourself going back that to. That you often. love. I love shortage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my necessary item this week would probably be kayak, mm. and I haven't used it in forever. Like uh-huh. I stopped using it. I was just I was using like two other platforms to find um, deals. I was using Kayak to like search roughly like prices for tickets, Casey. <laughs> prices for tickets just within a certain time frame. I'm also doing Yacht Week in September and was trying to find out how close Yo, bougie now. Right. <laughs> Y'all fancy. How close can I get to Croatia? I mean, listen, I told my Yacht Week team that I want us to get a Black Lives Matter flag for our oh. yacht. Like, <laughs> I like, I like it. it. Listen. So we might not be we listen, if y'all hear stories about the black boat of Yahweh, that's us. Um, but um I was using it to find the closest country to Croatia to try to like, you know, offset the expensiveness of flying straight straight into split. But yeah, like I surprisingly I feel like I was they, it was generating prices that were cheaper mm-hmm. than a lot of other platforms that I was looking at yeah they've definitely done a better job of updating yes it. the only part is that sometimes the cheaper tickets are with these weird third party companies so you right. just have to check with right. the rules for those because sometimes they'll say like no bags and like right. stuff yeah. like that so but what read the what I also appreciate is it and everyone doesn't do this it's like you know the ch- your cheapest option is to fly there on American and fly back on Delta. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, so, no, Kai looked out this All week. All right, Kai, so I, I have one more for you. Yeah. Couch surfing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Totally, this you know is when crazy. I go back to question I've, I've You know what's crazy? Oh, my gosh. Okay, black people, I can't stand y'all. Wait a minute. Because <laughs> every single person at the table did a hesitate <laughs> and a head we turn. Are, we all threw our heads back and Every single like, one. Like, we were with you until <laughs> you you, you went a little too far. Every single one. Here's what I'm going to say about couch surfing. You do not need to stay in someone's home. That being said, couch surfing has made it accessible to hang out with people. Right. There are people all over the world, no matter where you go, who will not only hang out with you, show you around. People outside of New York are way more friendly. So, <laughs> if you get on couch surfing, it's a good way to see... Okay, is there a event going on in my area? Is there a group getting together? Is there someone who you know they have profiles? Everyone's verified. Yada yada yada. Is there someone I can kick it with for a couple hours a day, whatever? Yeah. So couch surfing. That's my it's like a that's my community. Tip. I'll exactly. back that. In in Colombia, I met friends through Noel that he met on this couch surfing thing. So I don't he have a couch surfing. He no, always he bets them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Noel is the better. Like, if you need a contact or a friend somewhere, go to him. He'll know, like, yeah, these two probably won't mesh well. Like, <laughs> like he knows who to send my way and who not to send my way, but I appreciate it. This was great. It's I'm so, so proud awesome. of these two. Like, I, I feel like I choked back a few, like, tears a yeah. few times. Like, I really, really appreciate this episode. I feel like it's a message that we don't hear enough um everyone listening please share this made me feel good i would imagine that it would make other black men i'm not a black man but would make black men who hear it um, feel good good as well so please please share Um, yes definitely as always follow us on instagram at necessary baggage uh subscribe rate on itunes you guys want to plug anything yes (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> now, now would be the opportunity. No, just kidding. But no, I do want to plug something. Yeah, check back soon. We'll be talking more about some uh, service trips. We're mm-hmm. actually looking into getting more people who like to travel, but also like to do some service and giving back at the same time. So check back soon. We'll give you more details on that. Perfect. Cool. All right. Signing off. Bye, y'all. Thanks, guys.